Hello everybody and welcome to Generally Casual, the place where you can learn anything and anything and everything and everything through our ADHD insane brain. Insane in the membrane. And today I'm your co-host Michael and as always my brother's with me, Richard. Yes, but yesterday you were not. Yesterday. <laughs> you said today. Yes. You are the... <laughs> well, yesterday was Mother's Day. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. And that was better, Mom. Love you, mommy. Um, So today we're going to adventure out and casually talk about something we know nothing about. And I have witnessed this for five years, but never decided to go, I wonder what that's about. I just see songs pop out of this. Um, So I mean, there was also the whole like Netflix movie. uh, The one with Will Ferrell and... um, Oh my goodness. It's about Eurovision. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like Blades of Glory, but Eurovision instead well, of Ice Skating. Eurovision is kind of ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Eurovision uh, because it blew up over TikTok. Oh my goodness. Uh, and I don't know if that happened to everybody or is this because like we, TikTok we knows- music people. Yeah, because and... TikTok knows that we like music and sometimes we like party music. So it's like, <laughs> like hey, you would like this. It definitely started with the Finland song. That is for sure. Oh yeah, that blew up all over the place. I I got I got that and Queen Queen of Kings at the same time, and then everything else kind of trickled in. But I didn't really care. I liked both those songs. Um, so uh, let's talk about what Eurovision is. Eurovision is a song contest. It's an annual international song competition held primarily among the member countries of the European Broadcasting Union. Oh. Uh, it first took place in 1956 with only seven participating countries, and it has grown a year after year after year, um, coming to 2023, where there was 26 countries participating in it. 26. Uh, which they split into four blocks of something. There was, yeah, there was... Um, I think it was like... Semifinal one, semifinal two, yeah, two semifinals, and then into finals, and then, um, and then into a winner. Yeah. Um. This current one, the twenty twenty three one, which just finished, was the sixty seventh edition of the Eurovision Song Contest, and took place in Liverpool, 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 United Kingdom, because the last year's winners were from Ukraine. Um, with the song Stefania uh, by Kolush Orchestra, but obviously they are people are not going to Ukraine no. uh, to participate because of the Russo-Ukraine war going Correct. on right now. Um, and the the idea of it is it's a celebration of the very very diverse musical styles between all the countries. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like if you listen to this year's, you'll be like, wow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you kind of go back through the years also, like, uh, even the, some of the UK songs that were from, like, the 70s were very out there. Yeah. But then they also had, like, ABBA as well. Like, ABBA, yeah. what, like, kind of launched their career from um, from them being in Eurovision. Yeah. Oh, and that's actually what I was going to get to. Um, uh, there's rules and such, which I, I do want to go over, but... Right. Um, the biggest thing about it is that it's very culturally significant, especially for Europe. As Richard said, um, it launched the career of people like ABBA and Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Um, and it is really important because uh, you have people from all over Europe and Australia 
(laughs) who come out and share their musical tastes and it allows people who watch it and to experience it to absorb other cultures musical culture um i said culture too many times but uh one could argue this is the song world cup for europe uh, you know what? There's a little there's a little quote on the top here that says the contest has a massive television audience, making it one of the most watched non sports events globally. Yeah. So you are absolutely right, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> it is a World Cup of sorts of all the European Song. countries. Yeah, and Australia. <laughs> well, we're gonna probably be saying that a lot. And Australia. And Australia. I just I find it wild that it's like I know that they're I'm pretty sure they're in the European broadcasting, broadcasting. thing. Yeah. And are also like a Europe adjacent. I mean, not that they're anywhere close to Europe, <laughs> but culturally, yeah. yes, cult, cult, culturally, um, yeah. And um, there's been some crazy, crazy performances, um, like uh, I think Con Conchita Wurst's uh performance in 2014 is actually the highest uh rated. Uh, not highest rated, but like it's one of the performances that earned the most points overall in all of oh. Eurovi- Eurovision's history. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's kind of blew my brain a little bit. Uh, Richard, did you know anything about Eurovision before it exploded this year? <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's because of the movie. And then also because um, they kind of touch on it in the Pitch Perfect movies as well. So most of my knowledge was from movies. And uh-huh. then it's just understanding that it's a not American thing. Yes. And that's kind of like, cool, another group, another country, another set of countries has a giant global event that I'm okay with us not being a part yeah, of. Yeah, it's well, because, it's I mean, like, it would be interesting if every state participated in, like, their own little vision thing. But I don't want to appropriate that, like, your vision no. for America. It's like, <laughs> us Americans are just fine to sit here and be like, whoa, that's a really cool event going on. And it allows us to be like... Well, all this music's coming out of Europe, and we're here inundated with all of this American, quote-unquote, music uh, of all these pop singers coming here and going, here's all of our music. Um, in fact, one of the TikToks I saw was from Alessandra Mele, uh, if I'm saying her, her name right. She's the one who did Queen of Kings. Oh, okay. Uh, and she was like, look, my name's, like, in the top 20 of all time, like, my song's in the top 20 of, like, uh like global hits yeah global hits yeah. and she's like i'm up there with miley cyrus and yeah these other she just starts naming i'm like you're famous you were in eurovision yeah and did really really well <laughs> i mean that that's also the thing is like yes obviously culturally or globally like entertainment a lot of entertainment comes out of america you know uh film television like massively comes out of america and music because the the most money is usually spent on that here. Yes. But uh if you think about it in another way as well. So like you have Eurovision groups, that's massive. And then you have like um BTS which is like a, like the biggest or at one point was the biggest group globally. Yes. Like in the history of like whatever. Um and neither one Eurovision or like BTS or anything like that has nothing to do with America whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but we'll, like we'll probably pick up that influence. music here. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. And I knew numerous children who were like BTS. I'm yeah. like, Oh, oh boy bands. how fun. They're massive. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, it's very amazing to hear uh, because I think one of the things, if I'm not mistaken for you, Eurovision is each country has their own pick 
and it has to kind of represent something about the country a little bit. Um, uh, hold on. Let, let, uh, I just want to, this is a good time to read the rules. Yeah, then. exactly. Um, so we already went over the contest is open to countries that are members of the EBU, the European Broadcasting Country. Each country can only submit one original song. So that's another rule. It has to be, has original, to be original for song. the this the contest. Uh, yeah, yeah, this contest itself. It can be no longer than three minutes because obviously they need to show 26 different countries. They're not going to spend yeah. all day on this. Um, the lead singer or singers must be a citizen of the country they represent. And then it must be performed live with no pre-recorded vocals or instrument. I think it's no pre-recorded vocals and then no instruments on stage. I don't think it's pre-recorded instruments because none of the music would be possible without that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then each country must sub- submit both a jury and a televote, which are both combined to determine the winner. Uh, countries cannot vote for themselves. And then the little thing about the points is every country gets 12 points for their favorite song. Um, uh, I think it's actually, yeah, 12, 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, um, for a total of 720 points that can be assigned. And then I think this number that's currently on our notes has been beaten, um, by Ukraine in 2022, <laughs> um, yep. which is like the highest point total. Well, wait, can you bring up the, the website that you have for the point total? Yeah. Because oh. I think it is. Uh, yeah, that says 583. Yeah. Um, and I think this was actually, <clears throat> that. I think that was a, a behind thing because there was one that reached way up there. Oh, oh, probably that other one you were talking yes. about. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of the theme of it. And so I don't know if the song needs to be about anything about their country, but the I, person needs to be from the country. So, so they do, they do, it's like an award style show. Basically they do, uh, you know, each of the songs and they do the live performances and stuff. And then in between each of the songs, they do have, you know, skits or segments. One of the skits that they did in between was literally a Eurovision, Eurovision song. Where they literally, it's like a super meta song where it's two people basically talking about Eurovision songs and how to write them. And they like, it was how to write the best Eurovision song. <laughs> and so one of the things that they talk about in that song is like, you got to have something associated with your country someplace. Yeah. Like, I guess like the Finland guys, like the bright green thing and like, mm-hmm. like all that other stuff. And um, I watched another TikTok about how <laughs> Finland's like thing is like, we like uh, techno and uh, EDM music, and we also like um, very heart-telling songs, and we like cha-cha. <laughs> and it was like it was like literally like four things, and the last thing was like, and we we like cha-cha. You know, so this this new song, <laughs> this new song is literally called cha-cha-cha. That's amazing. But yeah, I would highly recommend looking up that little skit that they did because it's really funny. And honestly, was that from this last year? It was from this year's. This year's. That's really funny. Yeah, I didn't see any of the skits going on between them, so that's really that's amazing. I mean, the other one that I saw was what you call it, the Wilmingham. Chick from Ted Lasso. Yes. Okay. Um, she was speaking in between two of the songs, oh, and there was the a butter, lady yeah, behind who was okay. just butter churning yes. with the craziest face. <laughs> She's like, "Look at me churning yeah, like, butter. I'm churning butter." Yes. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Look at me sexually move this butter around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And you see you see some butter churning ladies throughout the entire thing. Yeah, there was there were, a couple I, of them. I think they were also associated with one of the groups, but yeah, I'm not so. mistaken. Um, and that's the other thing is it this whole thing is so important because it fosters uh, positive relationships between the singers, yes. which also fosters positive relationships between the countries. Yeah. Um, because they're kind of, they're all each a representative of their country at that moment. Um, the dude, uh, I cannot say his name. I think it's a Rai, You're talking about the, the, the Finnish fin- dude. Finnish um, Karajia. Um, like he's a representative of his country going there and he is basically the, uh, Eurovision representative of who Finnish people are at that point. Yeah. And then, um, Alessandro Malay is the representative of Norway. It's like all of these people are coming here. And being the representative of their, of their country is their ambassadors, and I I oh, think it's fantastic. Not to sideline our uh, the other song that I saw that was pretty big was the Israel song, which was called oh, Unicorn. I did yeah. like uh, that I, was pretty good. I enjoyed that. There was another huge Israel song from like a few years ago too, and I'm like, um, and and that's what I was seeing is like all of them they're doing each other's dances like behind the scenes. They're all like really hyped up for other people who love and peace. Yeah. It's all love and peace. And like, none of them are like, Oh, the only time I ever saw one of them, like really like, Oh, I might win is when the, uh, Karajia, um, when it was between him and when his points were going up and it was like, um, the one who won was the Swedish, uh, Lorraine, yes, Lorraine. um, when her points was going to go up after his, and she beat him, and he just looked crestfallen. And I'm yeah. like, and so that kind of gets me into uh, the controversy um, with this whole thing, and a couple other controversies out there is between the time between the years of 2004 2007, um, the semifinals would be determined solely by televoting, um, and then the results of the final would be determined by a combination of national juries and televoting, um, which has been the case since 2009. So before that, it was, I think it was just jury. Jury. Yeah, I think um, it was just jury. So, um, yeah. So in 2000, sorry, in 2022, they did a little bit of changing to the voting system. I think just on weight. Uh, I think they made the televoting worth more. Um, but, there, it's sort of still 50-50 between the countries and then the televoting. And the biggest controversy here was it wasn't aimed. I mean, some people were blaming people, but uh, you should never blame the, the artists. It's not their fault that the votes go the way they go. No. Um, they were like, this jury system is all like rigged and bugged because if somebody really wanted to, they'd be like, hey, countries, don't vote for this person. Um Vote for this person because the the controversy here was the it's floating. It's all alleged is that they wanted Lorene to get the next one so that the way the some some kind of anniversary of ABBA winning, um, they could have it in Sweden again for next year. Because twenty twenty four is the anniversary of I think when ABBA won, God. like fifty forty something years ago. 30, I don't know. Well, let me look it up. I don't know how old that is. Um, but that was like, I saw a couple commenters that were like, this is kind of rigged. And if you look at the votes here. 1974 is when ABBA won. So exactly 50 years ago. Yep. Um, so it was, yeah, it was for the 50th anniversary. Um, and there's other people who were like, why is she doing it again? And I'm like, well, 
you know, no offense to anybody from Sweden, but it's like, if she's your biggest artist again and she has the original song, you all voted her in. Everybody in Sweden voted her in. So, I mean, like, you know, it it's, goes to every artist. They're voted in by that country. So you can't be all upset because everybody voted these people in. I, at least that's how I, I'm led to believe. So, well, I mean, what we were looking at earlier, though, is slightly suspect. The 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 Norway song is slightly suspect based off of the public versus jury voting. Yes. So um, there's a split between public and jury. Uh, so if we go down like the first five, right, we have Loreen, who did the song Tattoo from Sweden. Her um, votes are 243 from public, 340 from jury, which is already severely like. Yeah, that favors the jury. Yes. And then we have the exact opposite. Um, for Finland, Cha 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 with Karisha. Ah, I can't speak Finnish. Um, who was in second place, the runner-up, with 376 with public and 150 from jury. That's I mean, seemed- very clearly it was the popular. It, it would be interesting if they changed it so that way jury was half as much or something. No, no, no. If they did like a, a, like a winner as and a popular vote. Oh, uh, popular vote. Okay. Kind of like what they used to do for the Academy Awards, the Oscars. Kind of. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, it would make sense, like, in essence, to take both scores and say, okay, whoever wins, we're going to have this at the next next year's country. But at the same time being, like, the the public really liked this song and this was really important. So we're going to honor you yes. for that. Um, Israel and Italy both had equivalent scores. Israel 185, 177. Italy, 174, 176. And then we have some weird ones in five and six. Um, Alessandra, Queen of Kings from Norway, she had 216 uh, public votes and then 52, 52 jury, jury votes. votes. That's really And strange. she comes in at five. And the next one's the same. From Ukraine, uh, Heart of Steel, Torici, uh, 189 public votes and then 54 jury votes. And then Belgium's the exact opposite. 55 televotes and 127 jury votes. I'm like... So if if you think about it this way, if if the jury was weighted less, that means that Norway would have ended up getting third. Yes. And then um, Ukraine would have potentially gotten fourth mm-hmm. um, because of the, the, the public jury side of it. Yeah. And, you know, in, in a sense, um, yeah, I'm looking at all the rest of them. They're not like too drastically different from the others. Except for Austria. 16 televotes and 104. What? Yeah. That's, oh, that's uh, the Edgar Allan Poe song. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, and then Estonia as well. A jury with 146 and then 22 televotes. Like, that's kind of insane that that, like, that one is so far Influence. above otherwise. Like, the Australia one, too. Like, I listen to that one. It's like, there's not... For me, there wasn't... For me, my opinion, there wasn't anything special about it. Mm-hmm. It was like another kind of rocky song. I'm like... What's special that talks about, about peace and love. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's the kind of surrounding controversy that's around here. And also the fact that they do the same song twice. And because they give it, they're all in the semifinal and then give it, they're all again in the final. Um, there's a lot of impact to these people, to their voices. Um, like I, I heard several times that during this, during the final rendition, uh, a lot of singers couldn't sing it the same as they sing in the semifinal. Um, they had to like go on vocal rest for a couple days or like um, they literally couldn't hit the same notes. And it, it was kind of crazy as an American with no say in your vision. And I don't want say in your vision. Um, it's just 
fun to listen to all the stories that come out of this and see all the you know videos from everybody's different point of views and how fun it is. Uh, I mean, the music videos in general for their own songs are ridiculous. Yeah, but the watching the um, watching the actual live performances at Eurovision, um, some of them are slightly ridiculous. The Finland one, the Cha 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 one, is ridiculous it's hilarious the song is super catchy um but there's there's some uh there's some stuff going on oh it's just funny (laughs) you know i just it makes me laugh to watch it and i'm like look at this this is kind of this is crazy this is silly this is how they voted yeah and you can click on and see like example like cha-cha-cha like how that come up and then this one you can see like that just means that a lot of these countries just voted it number one or number two. And yeah. it's, I, and that's the thing is like when I was listening to Cha Cha Cha, I'm like, it wasn't quality vocals, no. but it was a fun song. It was fun. It was super fun. And it, like if I was in the audience, I could not not jump to it. Like I would have to be jumping and excited and really into the music because the, the guy who's singing it, he's selling it. He, oh, is, yeah, yeah. he is that he song. Is that song. And the dancers behind him were selling oh, it. Yeah. It was all fantastic. And I'm like, it's hard not to have to be into that kind of charisma. So um, it, it, that is like a quick like understanding of, um, of Eurovision 2023. Uh, and I kind of like a lot of the other controversies that have been going on are on political voting, political controversy, and there's a couple of disqualification and technical rehearsals and stuff. But, like, two of them being a third one now being related to political voting and political controversies, I'm like, okay, it's not a thing, but it's a thing. Like, the the fact that each country gets to weigh in is kind of weird, like, that there's a jury on the songs, and I'm like, well, if you're not allowed to vote for yourself which it kind of looked like people did do that. I'm like, then what's the, what's the point? Like, I mean, yeah, countries may vote for their own songs well, or they'll vote for their favorite countries. It's yeah. like, well, we really like, we really like, we France. don't even like a song. So we're yes. going to vote for our favorite country. That's not us. Yes, exactly. So I, I don't know what's what quite what's going on. I really like the idea of Eurovision because it's kind of like Woodstock, uh, but for modern music, and it really helped expose me to more music. I could throw on like a gym list or something. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, because it's all really they're, they're really high end. Yeah, they're yeah. high energy songs. High energy. And even like uh, most of them were. I wasn't a fan of all of them. Some of them were extremely out of my taste range. But <laughs> you know, it like Idiot, I Italy. I'm looking at you. I don't. <laughs> I didn't like your song. I'm sorry. Also, it ex- helped expose me to more Israel songs. I'm like yeah. with my culture. Oh yeah. <laughs> There Thanks. You go. Thanks. Uh, reading this, though, uh, the disqualification. <clears throat> in 1996, a Croatian entry was disqualified after it was revealed that the song had been performed in public before the contest. Because it needs to be an original song. That's n- only performed during Eurovision. During Eurovision. Yes. That is like, man. Like, you couldn't even play it in a bar somewhere. No. <laughs> because then you could get you could get audience feedback and change it for Eurovision. So I think that's like that's their wow. thing is that it needs to be pure for this, um, but I don't know what like I'm never like a huge fan of performing the same song a couple times because I'm like 
what's being added between the first and the second performance? Nothing. Like I watched the grand, <laughs> the, the I watched the finale and then semifinals, and a lot of the performances were exactly the same. Exactly the same. So I'm like, what's the point of doing that? I'm like, why not just have them record their own version and then? Because it's about the song and dance. It's about selling seats and and well, tickets that too. Because I'm like, wouldn't it be crazier if like. You went to the finale and it was completely different or something crazy. Like they I showed know. like the music video instead. Yeah, like the music video is the semifinals and then the actual finals is like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just see, he. I'm never a, a fan of contests where it's like, hey, just keep doing the same song and refine it. Keep it's like the same no, song they're supposed again. to do that before they get to the contest. That's the point of the contest. Yeah, but whatever. That's my own gripes. Um, Richard, did you enjoy listening to the Eurovision songs? I mean, that's the thing. For this year, it was definitely interesting. There's been a handful of songs throughout the years cha, 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 that, that cha, um, are I didn't realize were Eurovision songs. Okay, we can't do that. it anymore. <laughs> we don't want to get pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there there literally is. If you look up famous Eurovision songs... You'll probably be like, oh, I know that song. Yeah. And with that, right, it almost doesn't matter who wins. No. All that matters is the, is the, the, the honestly, the televotes. Because if you see one, like the cha-cha-cha song, has 350 televotes, you don't need to win. I mean, yes, no, it's a you bra- just won, it's a badge of honor, but you just won being the most popular song yeah. by people. Yep. And... It, your name's now out there. And I'm sure your what? sales are going up and shooting all around. I mean, you could be the next ABBA or Celine Dion. Yeah. That's the point. Exactly. And I don't even know if those two won Eurovision at the time. Well, I'm, ABBA did. I'm assuming. I, yeah. But all I think that, Celine Dion did, too. I, it, all that matters is that you're big enough and good enough that people are going to want to listen to your stuff. So, right, are you checking that out right now? Yep. <laughs> um. The the whole point system kind of makes sense. All yep, the rules. She makes... won in 1988. Wow. For Switzerland. <laughs> Sweden and Switzerland coming out coming out strong. That's amazing. Um. So that is essentially Eurovision. I'm I'm kind of looking to 2024 uh, when it goes back to Sweden um, and to see kind of what happens. Um, I actually also like the hosts. Um, we have the the lady from Ted Lasso. We have two other people I didn't know, and then we have Grant Graham Norton. Graham Norton. Graham Norton. Graham. He's a he's a very big uh, interview. Oh, he's a huge, he's massive. He's a huge talk show host. Yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy. Uh, while all we have like three or four big talk show hosts here, he is the he one is the from one. BBC. Yeah, and so, he does really good stuff. Too. Oh yeah, like watch the Graham Norton show. It's it's fun. His interactions with all the celebrities is really fun. great. Yeah, yeah. So especially because uh, British TV has like language. You can yes, swear on British. Oh TV. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they do that they constantly, do all the time. Uh, and then he finds like niche little things about people's backstories and histories, yeah. which is really fun. Kind of like um. Uh, that dude, he was a YouTube interviewer for a while. The, the record dude? Yeah, the record dude. Who, yeah. who like, finds, he's like, hey, I brought this out from... I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, it's something strange. Um, yeah, he talks about uh, Neptune records a lot and stuff like that, but I... Ugh, man, it bugs me. Well, maybe we'll recover for our yeah. next podcast. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, thank you very much uh, for listening to another one of our podcasts. Uh, if you could like, uh, subscribe, uh, uh, share with a friend. That's the last one. Yep. <laughs> um, 
that really helps us out as we are a word of mouth podcast right now. Um, and also we both have ADHD and find it hard to concentrate about things. Hey, look at that. So, uh, we'll see you. (laughs) We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.